and welcome to Heart to Heart, a podcast from your local charity, Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and in this podcast, we'll be speaking to survivors, supporters and friends of Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke about their real experiences of living with chest, heart and stroke conditions. And we'll be hearing more about the work Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke are doing to lead the fight against these diseases. I'll be speaking to nine and a half year old Dara Overend from Belfast about what it's like having asthma and how important it is that he makes sure to manage it well by using his inhalers correctly and regularly. We're also joined by Professor Mike Shields, a respiratory paediatrician with many years of experience of researching and treating patients with difficult asthma. He's also a board member for Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. So great to have you both with us. So Dara, when did you know that you had asthma? Um, well, I can't remember, but it started, I think, when I was four years old. Um, and what does it mean to have asthma? What is asthma? Well, asthma is some is uh, something that can that blocks your breathing sometimes and it doesn't help your oxygen get in that well and um, not many people in my class know about this. Now I understand that you had a bit of a scary incident at the start of the summer this year so what happened? So basically I went to my, co my family cottage um, we started up the fires and all, but see the problem was when we were on our, we were at the cottage, I, my breathing wasn't that good and I was waiting all the time and couldn't breathe properly. Then when we went back home, I fell asleep in the car and my mom said to me when I got to the house when I basically woke up, um, she said that you that my breathing was extremely bad and I couldn't handle it. So mm. And so you ended up in hospital that time? Yeah. Okay. So that was that was scary, as yeah. I'm sure. And um, what was it like when you got to the hospital? Well, I was wondering what was going to happen to me. I was going to my mom. Am I going to get an injection? And she was going like, No, I'm going to calm down. <laughs> and then, uh, are you scared of needles? I don't like needles. No, oh, not very um, So we got called in to the to the room, right? But. We, they, um, just said, they just, we just talked about, like, how, like, what my asthma, what my asthma can be, like, um. So was that an asthma attack? Yeah. And had you ever had an asthma attack before? No. <laughs> right, okay, so. And, and we think that was because you were in an old cottage and you'd lit up the old fire and understand you were doing this cottage up, not just you, but yeah. your mum and dad. <laughs> well, I would never do no. that. <laughs> so you lit the fire and whatever was yeah. maybe the old coal dust or something triggered this asthma attack. So you're very aware of that now. Um, 
Has it made you think differently about your asthma as a result of what happened? Well, not really, but like I've I've been thinking, like is it gonna go away or not? Maybe, but I'm just hoping it will. So, but you've got to manage it correctly, isn't that right? So, what do you have to do every day? Well, I have to take my inhaler, do the daily routine. Um, but I do what my nurse taught me to do. So I have a really good memory so I can remember what I'm supposed to do or not. You're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have to do? These are, lift them up and, and show everybody. So what have you got here? I've got my um, preventer and my spacer for my um, my reliever. Your reliever. Okay, so the preventer you take, and do you have to take both? Um, yeah, so but... What, what do you do first? So <laughs> I... Sick. It's for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Then I take a puff. Then I wait thirty seconds and then do the same. The same again. Yeah. That was brilliantly demonstrated. Thank you for doing that. And the, so, do you, uh, do you have to take the brown one and the blue one um, every day? Yeah, twice a day, is it? Yeah. Well, I only take the blue inhaler when when I need when my breathing's not going so well, and if I and if my breathing's really bad, I'll take ten puffs, and that doesn't work, I'm back to hospital. So you have to act quickly. Yeah. Well, Dara, thank you for, for demonstrating that so well. Um, and how are you feeling today? How's the breathing today? I'm feeling better. Um, probably feeling better than I've been. Good. Uh, it's just I've been taking my inhalers and starting to feel better every puff. So. And you said to me you've got a really good memory. Yeah. Uh, and one of the ways... There's a clever way to remember how to take your inhalers. What's that? Um, it uh, involves something else in the bathroom. Uh, brushing my teeth. That's it. <laughs> and you always remember to brush your teeth, don't you? Yeah. So do they tell you that you should take your inhalers, what, before you brush your teeth, in the morning and at night? Yeah. And you never forget to do that? No. No. Well, sometimes I <laughs> don't. Sometimes I shake or they don't. And my mum never notices. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we can't be perfect, but you do your best to remember and you know that it's so important to remember too. Well, let's let's talk to Professor Mike. Um, so, Professor Mike, you've years of, of treating people like Dara. Um, are you impressed with the demonstration? Yes, I think he's explained uh, asthma, what it's like very well. Yeah, Yeah, you don't need to, to be here at no, all. Dara no. could do the whole interview, but... What is asthma for, for well, those of us that don't know? Asthma uh, is, is a disorder of the breathing tubes, the tubes that take air into the lungs. And what happens is Dara's been born, or, well, I don't know whether you're born with them, but you've got breathing tubes that are very twitchy or sensitive. So whenever you breathe in the coal dust or whatever was new in, the, in that cottage that your cottage that you went to, probably made your airways react by narrowing and producing more mucus. 
so they got narrower and that meant it was harder for you to get air in and out so you started to wheeze and get breathless and your mum was saying um, your breathing wasn't good so you were short of breath and you were breathing fast and probably coughing more and making a wheezing sound and that's that you're trying to force air past that the narrowness okay so that's that's really the symptoms and is it always does it always present itself in in younger people or can you develop it at any you age? can develop it at any age i think but the vast majority of people starts early in childhood usually under four or five uh, so most people have had it but a lot of people when you're teenagers grow out of it and it can come back, but it may never come back. So there's more children with asthma than there are adults. Well, I actually had it as a child as well. I was telling Dara yeah. earlier and then grew out of it around age 13. Um, and it is it's, um, something that sort of stayed with me. Being, you, It is very frightening when you're short of breath. Nobody likes yeah. it. And I think we've all seen that now, especially during the pandemic. It's a scary thing when you, when you can't breathe. But modern medicine and... Um, treatment is you really can manage it. Yes, yeah. The, I was talking to Dara's mum before before this interview and your mum was saying that you had had lots of symptoms but they've been pretty mild and you'd never sort of seen an asthma attack and those are what we call day-to-day -day symptoms so that's where you get increased coughing maybe a wee bit of shortness of breath or wheezing if you did a lot of exercise in the cold air but they're those are just day-to-day -day symptoms but when you get a cold or you get some other exposure, you're at risk of getting a bad asthma attack, which can be very serious and can put you up into hospital. But the good news is there's no, there's no cure for it at the moment, right? But the good news is the preventer inhaler. If you take it every day in the morning and in the evening, what it does is it damps down that tendency for your breathing tubes to, go, to narrow and get, and, and get tighter. Okay, so people who take the preventer every morning, every evening, have much less likely to, to have an asthma attack. And it also often removes those day-to-day -day symptoms. So if you went out playing, if you want to play some sports and you had a cold and it was a very cold day, you're less likely to get wheezing. So the key one is taking the preventer. And the key thing as well, as Dara was saying, is remembering to take the preventer, especially if you're feeling good and your breathing's okay, it could be easier to forget. Yes. We so, find most people who've been admitted, most children who've been admitted to hospital have not been taking their preventer, right? The reliever is very, very important because it's, it's, it's your rescue medicine, but it doesn't prevent anything, okay? So you're better taking your preventer and rarely having to use that. So you do have to be really organised, Dara. Do you have to take, these go everywhere with you, do they? Um, yeah. And but, how do you remember all of those? Do you ever leave the house and go, oh, forgot my inhalers? No. No. Good. So do, how, organ how do you remember that they just go with you and that's yeah. just it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I can remember. Well, it's just, it just pops back in my head so I don't have to forget. And I'm sure after you've been through what you went through in the summer, you don't want to end up in hospital, so it's so important to manage it. Um, so Professor Mike was talking there about sport and I know you love gymnastics, sports, yeah. you love sports and everything. So does having asthma hold you back with your sports, do you think? Um, no, it actually does not. My, I don't have to take my inhaler because what all my inhalers have done to me have helped me exactly. and all. So I don't have to worry about you having to use my inhaler 
at gymnastics and all. So. So that's great. It doesn't it doesn't hold you back leading as full of life do. as possible. The, the aim is it doesn't. Yeah, that's good. That's what we want to happen. Yeah, I know you've been watching the Olympics and you're quite a good gymnast. Yeah. Oh, so an Olympian one day, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And would you have very many athletes at sort of a high level that would Oh, yes. Have yeah, yeah. There's quite a lot. Um, quite a lot of footballers. And there's, it's amazing the number of people who have asthma. Uh, but they, 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 sports people are very, very good at making sure they take their preventer so that they don't get into trouble when, they, when they're sprinting or running. Can you overuse your inhalers? Uh, yes, you, you can. It would be wrong to say you can't, but the inhalers are um, minute little doses. So these are steroids, but they're very, very tiny micro doses. So that uh, compared to a tablet, this would be a hundredth of the dose. So you're very, very unlikely to, unless you took lots of puffs every day for years, uh, which um, only very few people have to do that. And uh, Professor Mike also mentioned the cold weather. Do you find you're worse in the wintertime in the colder air? Well, um, apparently, yes. <laughs> um, Is there somebody nodding from the wings there saying yes? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, your mum had said that if you got a cough or a cold, that you could, your breathing can be a bit bad afterwards. Um, probably. I haven't. I actually, last Christmas, Right, I just didn't go outside that much. I only went outside like once a day. Well, we had the pandemic on as well, so we were limited as to how much we could go out as well. Um, and Professor Mike, for adults who develop asthma, uh, why would that happen? Well, an adult, sort of, in, in the later part of life, it, it could be, you, you would obviously worry about uh, sort of what we call occupational asthma, where there's something in the work for, uh, that's causing it. But you can occasionally get it, just the normal, typical asthma coming on. But uh, an, an older adult getting it, I would be worried that occupational asthma. Okay. Now, you're very involved with Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. I know you're on the board. It's very important to you. What sort of services do you see them offering people with asthma? Well, um, uh, it, the, the, the asthma has been sort of, I think, under, uh, uh, under what's the word, um, uh, under um, facilitated by organisations in Northern Ireland. Uh, and we are very keen that we start to make a difference because there's hundreds, thousands of people with poorly controlled asthma, including children and adults. And the, the common reason is they, two, one, one of two things, they're not taking their preventer regularly or they're not taking it correctly. So we're very keen to get the message out that time is spent to properly train. And Dara was telling us that he spent an hour with our asthma nurse and has another hour to make sure that he is able to use the inhaler correctly and that it's instilled in his brain that he takes it every day, as, as we said. And Dara was also saying about the fact that so many of his classmates, they've heard of asthma, but they don't realise how important it is to understand it. What would you like to see happen in schools? Well, we're keen and I think we're probably going to be starting an initiative uh, of educating um, children, A, what to do if one of their, um, if their colleagues or friends gets an asthma attack, how to manage it, uh, and B, to understand uh, that these, these people need to uh, take their preventer as well to encourage them. And the same with, you know, with young people in sports groups as well. 
Yes, and if you see somebody in, in distress, that you'll know that you can act immediately. Yeah. Would you find that asthma was, is worse at different times of the year? Yeah, different people have different patterns. They, uh, some people would have what's called seasonal uh, allergic asthma, which in the spring when grass pollen or tree pollens come out, would get uh, hay fever as well as asthma. A lot of children, it's mainly in the winter months when the head colds are very common. But we would find the biggest time where the most children come to the ED department in the children's hospital with acute asthma attacks is actually September, the week after they've started school. So there's almost like a five-fold increase in the number of children attending uh, in early September, just till the start of October, and then it dies down a bit. And is that just everybody mixing again? We think so, and probably the respiratory viruses are, are, are coming. I can't blame the weather, because usually, from my recollection, September is a good month. Yeah, but when the kids go back to school, yeah, we get it's the, always sun, better, the sunshine. Yes. Yeah. But certainly, when they mix in school and start getting head colds, there's a huge increase. Interesting. So be aware and make sure. We're, yeah, we're very keen that uh, really send, we're, a lot of people would send out reminders that to take your preventer towards the end of August to make sure you're on it, to try and prevent that from happening. Great advice. Yeah. Now, I grew out of my asthma, as I was saying to Dara. Why do you grow out of it? That's unknown. That's a very good question. And there's a lot of people spending a lot of time trying to find out what it is. But 50% of children... Uh, as they get older, it seems to go away. A small number, a sm a number of them, it comes back in their 20s. But uh, like as you, it probably went away for good. And nobody quite knows what causes that, why that happens for some. But we also don't know if you, which 50% you're in. Mm. Uh, Professor, I understand that you have just recently retired. Is that yeah, right? That's right. So how many patients do you think you have seen in your time as a respiratory paediatrician? I'm sure thousands. I'm sure thousands, yeah. And why did you find yourself attracted to this area of expertise? Um, that's a very good question. It's a long time ago. Um, I was actually, my first three years, I'm jointly paid by the university and the Belfast Trust, uh, but the chest, heart and stroke paid my first three years salary. Uh, yeah, so I was what's called a chest, heart and stroke uh, lecturer for three years and then the university took over. Well, I'm sure you've passed on some incredible knowledge to those coming behind you and it's great that there are professors and doctors like this to help people like Dara. Thank you so much for sharing your story because actually just by giving that demonstration and by letting people know that they can help and what they should do if they witness an attack will help so many people. So what are you going to do for the rest of the day, Dara? Um, probably just relax and just keep on using my inhalers for the past years and then for the future and then just wait until my asthma goes. Yeah, well, there you go. Live and hope that it will, that it will disappear completely, but keep managing it well. Thank you again, Dara, for coming in to talk to us today. Good luck with the gymnastics and those um, Olympic hopes as well. And Professor Mike, enjoy your retirement. Thank you very much. Thank you Thanks. so much. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Remember, if you would like any more information about asthma and the services available to you, you can contact Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. And we'll be back with another vodcast for you and our next vodcast that we have coming up. Don't know if you like country music, do you, Dara? Um, I'm fine with it.
Good. Well, fantastic. We have the legend that is Philomena Begley and the singer Andrew McMurdy from Armagh. A really great programme coming up. Until next time, take care. Bye bye.